Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Herbal information provided in this podcast is meant for educational purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Part two of the four-part series for Herbal First Aid, today I'm talking about plantain. Not the one that looks like a banana, uh, the one that's green in the ground. So Plantago Major is one of the Latin names, Plantago Major. And there's also other species of plantain as well. So Plantago Major is one of the really common plantain species that is everywhere in the United States, it's in Europe and Asia, and there's like 254 species of plantain, plantago. So um, there are a number of different plantain species that grow on the ground as green leaves and then send up a spike. And the spike has flowers on it, but they're very inconspicuous. They don't have big showy petals. They are wind pollinated, so therefore they don't need those showy petals. So Plantago um, is the genus and the species name is major, Plantago major. There's also one that's Plantago lanceoleta and it has a thinner leaf, but many of the plantain species have large leaves. So Um, Plantago is what we're talking about now, and plantain is really well known as a bee sting plant. The leaves are ground up. I usually uh, rub them between my hands really, really quickly, a couple leaves, and then use that for like a bee sting or something, um, a a bite uh, from a, a mosquito or something that's really itchy, but it's really helpful for bee stings. So if you're ever outside, and you get a bee sting and you know that you have plantain around, just get some and rub it between your hands uh, really quickly. And eventually you'll start feeling kind of like a slimy feeling to it. And all of the, the juices are released from the leaf blade. And then you can put that right onto the bee sting. So that's known as a poultice. When you grind up the, the plant material, usually fresh if possible, and put it on an affected area. So it's really great for bee stings. Um, But I'm going to tell you a few other ways that you can use the leaf for herbal first aid type situations. So um, you can use the fresh leaf and the dried leaf and use it in a tea. There's many nutrients and vitamins and minerals in the leaf, but the leaf is really helpful for uh, upset stomach. So it's it's a very, what we call mucilaginous. It helps to soothe and coat the internal like linings of the system. Not only is it doing that on the external on our skin, which is known as an emollient, but it's also a demulsant, which helps to soothe internal membranes. So there's, those are some herbal action terms for you. Emollient, which is soothing to the skin and demulcent, which is soothing to the internal um, tissues of our bodies. So you can make these, um, make a tea with the fresh leaves or the dried leaves. If you had dried leaves, we're looking at about a teaspoon or more with a cup of boiling water and let it steep for, you know, several minutes. 
depends on what kind of flavor you like. It could be two minutes, seven minutes. It just depends. If you're using fresh, you're going to need more because there's already that water content in it. So you could be up to, you know, a tablespoon of fresh. But remember that when you take a fresh leaf of the plantain, you need to pull it apart so that you open up the, the surface area so that the water can pull out the plant constituents. Because if it's just a flat blade of, of plantain leaf, it's um, not as likely to pull out the plant constituents. We got to open it up and release those, the vascular tissue to, you know, let it out into the water. So definitely uh, chop it up, grind it up when it's fresh. Usually when it's dried, it's already crumbled and in many pieces. So one of the ways that you can use the um, plantain leaf as a tea is for people who have like um, maybe a flare up of kind of like a an ulcer or something like that. It's used for ulcerative colitis. There's been some research done on it shown to be very effective. So any type of sudden uh, stomach upset like that, plantain leaf can be very helpful for it. It can also be really helpful for people who have sudden onset of a diarrhea, which is not a fun thing to have if you're camping or hiking or, uh, you know, traveling or something like that. So plantain leaf since it's ubiquitous, it's all over the place in North America and Europe and Asia, you're most likely able to find some sort of plantago species in the area. So again, you could be using it for any type of stomach upset. And uh, if there's a bout of diarrhea, it helps to, it's kind of an astringent. Now, cool thing about this plant is it also is uh, helpful for constipation. However, that is the seed of the plant. So if you're uh, familiar with a brand called Metamucil, it is a type of plantago species where they take the seed of it and psyllium is what it is. And they use that for constipation symptoms. But the leaf can be helpful for diarrhea or any type of stomach upset where there is, you know, maybe ulcer involved, um, some flare up of something going on that way. All right. It also has anti-inflammatory properties, the leaf does. It is an antioxidant. It is just really good as a way to boost the immune system and increase different types of minerals and vitamins that are in it. So it can be just a really good, what we call a tonic. A tonic is more of like a something you take as a prevented, preventative um a way to get your minerals and nutrients in and a way to support the body uh, before and hopefully so it won't get any types of sicknesses. Yeah, so also somebody's mentioning here in the comments that the tender center leaves can be used in salad and that is absolutely correct. It can be used in a salad. So um, that's one of the uses it can be used for as well. Sometimes the leaves get so big that they could also be used as a bandage. So I'm talking about herbal first aid here in this um, two second of a four part series. So if you have put like a poultice or some other type of treatment on the skin and you lack a big bandage or you lack a bandage at all, you could find a plantain leaf 
that doesn't have much um, soil splashed up on it, you might rinse it off. And then sometimes they're so big that you can actually wrap them around um, part of a, a, an arm or an ankle or something like that. And you can um, somehow adhere it on that way and it can help hold the poultice on. And it certainly can be used for as a poultice for bruises. Um, you could make a tea of it and use it as a wash on any type of scratches or skin abrasions. So plantain leaf can be used internally and externally. And as somebody mentioned here, as a food, it's also um, people use it in salads as well. Usually the smaller the leaf, the more tender it is. And it's a plant that grows all year round, even though it will send up a stalk with if a flower, um, it will still continue throughout the growing season. It's not one of those plants that after it flowers, it seems to really die back. Um, so plantain species really are prolific and available all year long. So I did mention that there are other species, um, Plantago major, Plantago lanceoleta, the leaves look a little bit different, but they have similarities. They're always low to the ground in a basal rosette, which means they are in a circular pattern, those leaves coming right out from the ground. So they're right in the ground, the leaves come out in one central point and in like a rosette and they're basal. So they're they're really in the ground. So the leaves will grow like that with any plantago species. And then the leaf shape may change. The leaf may get, be really broad or be, might be really narrow. Sometimes there's a more reddish um, pigment at the base of the blade, the leaf blade. And sometimes it's absent. And many of these species can be used the same. Yeah, it's, it's very much um, very common and one that is probably the, the funnest and the easiest to teach people how to use for herbal first aid on their own. Kids love to learn about this one because uh, if you talk about, you know, if you get a bee sting, here's plantain leaf and this is how we use it. We roll it between our hands really quickly until we break open the leaf and start to feel the, the moisture, the, the mucilaginous qualities to it. Um, and so. If you ever have uh, a child or even an adult around you that's afraid of bees, um, that's one thing that you can do is show them what plantain leaf looks like and show them how to make a poultice of it and just realize that it's right there for for us to use in an herbal first aid situation. And I've seen it work many times and relieve pain very, very quickly. Yeah. So I'm just checking the comments here. Crystal says she wished she could find it here. Yeah, it grows in so many different types of soil environments. Um, I imagine there's places that it doesn't favor, but for the most part, it is really, it grows in so many places. Karen, the, the leaves for nausea, it might. Um, it's really indicative for like stomach upset, for ulcerative colitis, for any type of, uh, for like diarrhea. So if there's nausea, it's, I don't know if it would work for like nausea associated with um, like motion sickness. I don't know if it would do that. But if somebody had an upset stomach from 
that kind of movement and they felt that their uh, stomach was very unsettled. Um, maybe they've gotten kind of feel a burning sensation in their stomach when they get nervous. It can really soothe the lining um, of the gastrointestinal system. Yeah, so there's lots of things that can be used with it, uh, food, internal, external, and it's a really fun uh, plant to know because you can find it in so many places and use it for so many um, issues. So there you go. That's a little herbal first aid. I will be posting some pictures on Facebook and in my blog about what plantain looks like. And I'll try to give you about three different species of what it looks like. So stay tuned for that in the next 24 hours, um, making it into a blog post. Uh, the other offering that's coming up is this Saturday on the 15th is the How to Learn Herbalism Masterclass. So it's all about setting your roots for herbal learning success. And I'm going to teach you in 90 minutes, share with you as much as I can to um, get you organized, help you increase confidence, maintain momentum, all these things that happen with self-study. And it even would work really well along with another course that you may be in. And so I'll be giving you some templates and some handouts to help you with learning herbalism and just set a really good foundation for you so that when you're doing your own self-study with herbalism, you don't feel that overwhelm. You don't feel like you're all disorganized with papers all over the place and really just help set you up for success with your own herbal learning journey. These are the uh, many of the tips and things that I learned when I was in my master herbalism program. I had two small kids um, that were, you know, like one was barely a toddler and the other one was five years old or so I was working outside the home and doing this master herbalism certificate and so I had to figure out things uh, to keep me organized and to really increase my efficiency with what I was learning so I'm going to teach you as much as I can share with you all those things that I use to this day with learning new herbs and to continue my herbal learning journey so master herbalism or how to learn herbalism masterclass. It's going to be live uh, from one o'clock to two thirty p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, and it will be recorded. The replay will be available, and it's all going to be in a mobile-friendly site with some bonus materials, the presentation slides, the replay, and any fun um, and helpful templates that I can give you. So uh, that is available to register until this. Friday. And uh, the link I've been posting it in the, my Facebook groups and my Facebook page. And you can also find it at fullcircleherbals.com. It is the only live masterclass for this how to learn herbalism um, that I will do this year. So I have the how to learn herbalism e-course um, that is only right now available to Plant Priestess Circle members. But I'm going to do this 90 minute session for those of you who are not in the Plant Priestess Circle and want to just get some tips and tricks on how to be real efficient and organized and just really help you gain that momentum. All right. So thanks for joining. I'll see you next Tuesday at the same time in the same place. And it'll be part three of the herbal first aid series that I'm doing for the month. So take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to episode one of the herbs podcast. Please follow me at fullcircleherbals.com and the Facebook page.
page, Full Circle Herbals.